recording. What? Shut <laughs> up. You turned it off? I can't even operate it anymore. Yeah, you keep pushing buttons. Ah, it was going. Is this recording? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It should be like facing this way. Like, this is the truth. Swedes know that they're the best in the world. Or at least they know that they're pretty much in the top, right? All Scandinavians do. They're kind of like, but the thing is, they don't brag about it, and they're very modest about it. But they know in their heart that they live in the best country in the world, the Danes and the Swedes and the Finns and Norwegians or whatever. And they all they all kind of are aware of that. But um, it's kind of like an unspoken thing. You don't, you don't talk about that. But that's true. Swedes know they got the best country, but they're very cautious about ever bragging or whatever it's this um Jante Logan thing yeah but there's also problems a lot of problems with what uh Sweden Sustainbloget uh, yeah sure that can be one problem if you don't want to go there so you never got to that that could be another problem yeah uh yeah what's your biggest problem with Sweden if you could put if you could solve one problem with all of Sweden. That's tough. That's going to take a lot of podcasts to work towards. Well, no, just do it now. Just <laughs> just, just a one-word answer. Uh, what's yours? What do you think about it? Um, probably Gothenburg. Because if I'm <laughs> no, uh, it was a it was a bad bad joke. Edit this bit out. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should say. Uh, it's a good question. I've never thought about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to you for thinking of a good question. Um, if you could fix one problem with Sweden... The fact that they're Nazis is very scary. Uh, like, Molotov cocktailing synagogues is not cool. Well, that's not so bad. After all, those synagogues are built on Palestinian land. If sorry Democrats would come to power, how against immigrants are they? I got a, this good feeling from hanging out with Nazis that... Nazis don't give a shit if you're European. They don't like immigrants that are basically black or Middle Eastern. Well, yeah. And that's it. And it doesn't matter if you're American. If you're black and American, they don't like you. If you're white American, they do like you. Right. So they're not really nationalists. They're more racists. Right. And I think that means I'm okay. Because, uh, you know. But do you know what they say? First they came for the Jews. Yeah. You know, you know that poem? Then they came for the... I don't know, the the Roma, I don't know what the, how the poem goes, but yeah. they came for, you know. First they came for the Jews, then they came for the Roma, it doesn't rhyme very, it no. doesn't scan. But and eventually they came for the They never Irish come for the Catholics. Irish, man, they just, no one wants the Irish. I mean, you just, you <laughs> well, just want to get rid of them. Well, exactly, they'll deport you. No, they won't. Do you have citizenship? Yeah, of course. That's good. Do you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you have to answer any questions? No. I, I had to, I had to, yeah, they, they asked, do you exist? And I said, yeah, and they're like, mm, <laughs> I don't really believe you. That's called naive realism. What does that mean? Naive realism is when you hit things with your fist like this. It's a real world! <laughs> it's a real physical world! <laughs> you try and prove it by hitting things? Yeah, All and right. the funny thing is, like, the fist I'm hitting into that bench is a mental representation <laughs> of my fist into a mental representation of my bench. You mean the visual input? Everything, all the, the experience feeling. I'm having, yeah, everything okay. is just... So then it's kind of funny, because naive realism is self-defeating. We've kind of gone off topic. Say, stay tuned! <laughs> um, I think the the key to a high-quality podcast is uh, <laughs> trees, doing things in trees. Because what you have is... Oh. You have anecdote, 
three. No, no, I th- yeah. I thought you meant like in a treehouse. No, I mean doing. <laughs> no, I, that's <laughs> like that's racist because <laughs> Irish people cannot differentiate between th and t. Yeah, but so that's not even that's not even funny. I don't you, find that amusing. You laugh. I know, but it's in spite of myself I laugh. It's like laughing at oh shit! <laughs> Good save. It's like laughing at um at a racist joke. You feel guilty as you're laughing, and then you hate yourself a bit. Yeah, but you're white, so it's okay. And yeah. we're back. So the point is that when you learn a language, you, you get this, you adopt a persona. And I decided to learn. I was like asking all my friends, who is the best sounding Swede? And I would listen a bunch to that person and try and learn my Swedish from them. And I was thinking like Max von Sydow or something. But someone said uh, Sigge from Alex and Sigge. So I checked him out. And I love him. The guy is really introspective and he's clever. And he speaks the opposite from I, my way in English. So it's like, perfect. I'll have two of me. One is like the really extreme one and one is the really thought of one. Yeah. But the point (laughs) is that when you're listening to the show, Alex and Sig have a really good podcast and they talk about good shit, but then they have this bit where they they have their Instagram follower bait. So they go, hey, all uh, our listeners, do a a video where you talk about the weather or something and make an Instagram post for it and tag it with our thing and make it as funny as possible in 20 seconds long and you might win some money. And the thing is, they're going to have tons of people that do this. And the people that do it are all like, you know, people that listen to the show and I guess are kind of stupid and impressionable and willing to sacrifice some of their time for some bullshit like this. So they would do it then. But they're so cynical because it's kind of like, hey, dance, little fucker. You know, dance and make us some money. Why don't they do it as well? Then it would be kind of a collaborative and cool thing. Do they show all the ones? They don't even mention it. It's, it's like a well, they're there. Trash. If, if you look at the hashtag, then you would find everything. Yeah, but whoever looks at Instagram, oh, maybe millions people. of people. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, know. This is, but this is this is the same thing. It's all this like uh, American Idol talent thing, where it's no longer like the finished product doesn't matter. The winner. The process is the product. The process. The process in itself is the series of the television show. So that's the product. So they get by, you know, they can pro- they can award some amount of money, even if it's a lot of money, to one person. But all the people that have sent in stuff, which is material for anyone else who was following them and wants to look at stuff. That's true. They can see, you know, probably several minutes worth of material at 20 seconds. I, d- I like that. I think it's good. But to me, the issue is that they don't do it. It's like, well, no, but if I, you yeah. did it as well with your listeners, it's kind of like a fun family. But it wouldn't be as exploitative. Now it's exploitative. Now because it they like get a whole lot of free material for their fans to look at, and it's under their name. It's like their material. Yeah, they kind of own it. And they only have to pay one person. And they don't give a fuck about the fact that it appears to, to me, at least, when I'm listening to it, that it's like, hey, do this little uh, slightly demeaning task, is, yeah. uh, and then we'll monetize your, your efforts. Yeah, but only one of your efforts, but we keep the we reap the benefits of everyone doing it. Yeah. For us, we do the opposite. So we have no prize for one person that like directs an entire film about something. Because yeah. it have to be a big, have to be a big investment. investment. To like a multiple year kind of project. Month. Let's All right, one month. <laughs> Who's going to spend years on something? I would just like we, one guy to be like, oh, okay, and he's like a psychopath. <laughs> and just spends three years doing like that. He's Werner Herzog listening to the show and decides to do it. Yeah. Ah, fuck, I should have listened to Werner Herzog talking for hours and hours. I need a model. Who should my model be? Uh, you could take um, Isabella Levine from Mulia Pratit. I don't know how she talks. How does she talk? She's on P. Fira with uh, some uh, interview. She's quite intelligent and wonderful. Well, that I, I believe. But I mostly read what she said, not heard. Well, if you want a really good Swedish voice, what yeah. about Zlatan? Spiel a football. Wow, that was racist, is it? That's how he sounds. No, that was a bit... You went a bit dark there. We edit this bit out. 
<laughs> I've never like heard him talk. Well, there's actually. your problem. For okay. all I know, uh, uh, does he talk like that? I don't know. Maybe he, he has, does. Like you know, Malmo. Oh, he's he's a uh, Slovakian or something. That <laughs> that was more racist than mine. He's from the Balkans. He's oh, okay. uh, Croatian, half Croatian, half Bosnian, I guess. No, not Bosnian. I don't know. Semi-Gray. Croatians, man, they almost won the World Cup. Yeah. Topical. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we'll take a break. If we were to do this, yeah, which we're doing right now, okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, is the point just to like have a podcast, or is the point to have some overarching ideas that are permeating and relevant to the world? I think as we see it. You can't prevent your ideologies entering into any kind no, of conversation. No, but should we spend time thinking about like what do we, what messages do we want to get across, or like what? No, not even like not even uh, moralistically or whatever, but just like even conceptually or thematically no because any kind of effort will reduce the efficacy of the kind of organic growth that will reveal to us where we're going more than we can direct it ourselves okay so it's basically this podcast is a Rorschach test for right. us to well, find out it. what so our well, podcast okay. is about yeah but that's it so it is okay yeah okay we can do that I mean yeah it's fine either way I'm just I mean it's not uh, it would just be more of like a guidance thing of like to just draw some kind of barriers. You know what? This is a classic Robin and Tomos dichotomy. You want to have a little lines to follow along, and no, I want to shit know, in the shower. I want, you want to shit in the shower. I want to know what lines uh, exist so I can cross them. Ooh. You can't, okay. You can't think outside the box without a box. No, no, like uh, no blatant homophobia. I don't mean that, but I mean like even like kind of artistically, conceptually, like what are we trying to, you know, like or like meta level stuff, I guess. Like, are we trying to say something about podcasts? Are we trying to say something about society? Are we trying to say something about people? Are we trying to say something at all? Or are we just talking? And we're back! I, I, I kind of realized that I've lived here for, whatever, 15 years, totally as a tourist. And I only, I like, I've joked about it in the past, but now it's like, oh man, I really should integrate now. I'm definitely not moving back to fucking Ireland. No offense, Ireland, I love you. But I'm not going home. <laughs> it's not even green anymore. It's like a yellow, parched land. Um, so I think I will just stay here. Of course, I, I totally know I will for the rest of my life. But that means it's time to start, you know, learning about what happens in Sweden. In Sweden. Like, right. I'm, I'm kind of into in science. And that's kind of... Like, when I met this neuroscientist guy, he talked about Swedish history and why Sweden is fucked now. He basically said that in the 1800s, they had this king who was super amazing. And he would go around Sweden dressed up in an old like cloak, a grey cloak, and that was giving him his nickname for grey cloak or something like that. And then he would go around and he would like, you know, kind of meet people and, and do kind of business deals that were improprietary. And then he would, you know, catch ministers or whatever, taking bribes, and then he would reveal himself. I'm the king and you've taken a bribe and you're a piece of shit and, and throw people in jail. And, and he kind of led Sweden becoming very low corruption. And that has continued. And then because Sweden stayed out of the world wars, when World War Two is over and Europe's like some bits, Sweden's just, you know, the tires are turning, they, they're ready to go. They just, boom, hit the deck running. And then they got the best money shit in the world for 30 years. And then he said they overcommitted on the social state and now it's just been dripping downwards because they can't handle the cost. Is that an effective compromise of like what happened to Sweden in the last 
Summer. Hundred years. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I don't know why. What happened? What happened in the seventies or post seventies? That he didn't made... get into the seventies, but I know from talking to him that but he that was touring with this mm. techno rave band, <laughs> and I think he lost a lot of brain cells in this part. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the seventies is, I think, as I understand it, the peak of the social welfare system in Sweden. Yeah. And it's gone downhill since then. And there was some kind of economic crash in the early nineties, I think. And then what's his name? Jordan. <laughs> He was the prime minister in the 90s. Yeah. I think he, like, was a social democrat, but cut back stuff to make, to, like, work the budget, and it worked. Um, but I think that was part of, I think he was in that movement of kind of, like, center, or, like, nominally center-left politicians who were really center-right. Like Tony Blair. That Bill kind Clinton. Of yeah. Jean Chrétien. Those guys are cunts, basically, because they're the fuckers that we should be blaming now yeah. for the situation we're in now, which is really a bad situation. Yeah, well, yeah, you can go far, I guess you can go as, whatever, how far back. Oh, Thatcher, I guess, and that whole... He, yeah, her and Reagan. Reagan is the motherfucker, you he know? You read about him, and he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he's a fucking actor that they clearly bought in to play the role of a president while they did whatever they wanted. You think so? Yeah, totally. Well, I guess that's, well, who's they? They, I mean, all the moneyed, interested lobby and, and control what happens in the United States. All right, so what's a, our perspective on Sweden then? There was a paper <laughs> that came out recently where there was a political scientist pointing out that uh, the biggest controlling factor in who gets elected is campaign contributions. Yeah, Bernie, well, um, Noam Chomsky talks about that all the time. Noam Chomsky talks about a lot of shit. And most of it's right. Yeah. He emailed me recently. No. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You emailed him? I emailed him first. <laughs> and he emailed you back. Yeah, I was like, hey, what? I think, hey, look at this paper. Does this not prove that your language shit is a lookup table driven by nonlinear dynamics in, in bune-variant neurons. And he was like, your paper's are very interesting, but this has nothing to do with language. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got an email from Noam Chomsky. I don't need to talk to him <laughs> yes, anymore. Yes, print that out, frame it. <laughs> yeah, you're mm. a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think I'm right, Noam. <laughs> yeah. Chomsky is such a great name. It's also a great name for a chocolate bar. Chomsky, <laughs> you're hungry. Grab a Chomsky. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's our bit. <laughs> end oh, end podcast. <laughs>